Hi, this is Rabbi Ari Spiegler with the Bichu Kila Shari Tshuva podcast. We continue in Shar Aleph, the first gate. We're up to Ot Lamed Dalid. That's uh, number 34. And here we continue in our discussion of the ninth Ikar Tshuva, the ninth principle of Tshuva, that of Shvirat Hatava Hagashmit, breaking the desire for the physical. We've given many different reasons as to why this is such an important uh, you know, behavior, why it's such an important step and principle in a person's quest for Tshuva and repentance. Here Rabbi Yona concludes his discussion on this Ikara Tshuva, on this principle of Tshuva. He says, uh, Chazal told us, uh, the rabbis of blessed memory, this is a Mishnah in Masechet Avot, Perakhei, Mishnah Yutet, that anyone who has the three uh, character traits that we're about to list, they are as if students of Avraham Avinu. Ayin Tova, a generous eye, Viruach Nimucha, a humble spirit, and a Nefesh Shfala, a meek soul. Those all sound sort of familiar. Uh, again, we don't have time to go through all the different steps, so we'll only focus on that which uh, we need to focus on for today. But again, they are a generous eye, a humble spirit, and a meek soul. A person who has those character traits, they are as if a student of Avram Avinu. Says Rabbi Yona, Inyan Nefesh Shfala, what does it mean to have a meek soul? Sheino it refers to a person who doesn't indulge in all of their desires. They don't full follow, excuse me, the pull of their physical desires, even in areas that are permitted to them. Similar to what we've been talking about throughout our entire discussion of this ninth Ikar HaTshuva. We find this very same idea when it comes to Avram. What does he say? This is in Bereshit, Now I know, now I know that you, Sarah, are a beautiful woman. So what's the context over there? We know that Avram was going down to the land of Egypt. He was very concerned that Sarah was very beautiful, and therefore they concoct this whole plan that she's going to say that really she is the sister of Avram, that way they won't kill him in order to take her, so on and so forth forth. It doesn't necessarily work out the way they want it to. Okay, very good, very nice. But it's fascinating. He says, Now I know. We know that Avram was at least 75 years old at that point. So who knows how long he's been married to Sarah for? A very long time. And now all of a sudden at 75, he says, hey, it turns out that you're a pretty beautiful woman. Why is it that he's saying that? As though he doesn't realize. Because until that point, he never really took the time to look at Sarah in that way. He, he didn't necessarily take the time to view her beauty in a, in a physical way. He didn't gaze upon her in that way. Obviously, he loved her for reasons much more than his physical attraction. So now he had to stop and he had to think about the common man in Mitzrayim in Egypt at that point. And he had to say, okay, what type of woman are you in their eyes? And he says, oh my gosh, you're a really beautiful woman someone that they're going to desire and that could be potentially dangerous and therefore they come up with the plan. But what's clear is that up until that point, until Avram tried to put himself in the shoes of the typical Mitri, he was not thinking in that way and he was not giving into the desire for the physical. So clearly, if a person has this nefesh shifala, they have this trait where they could harness their desire for the physical. They don't constantly indulge. They don't constantly give in. They're not running after their desires all day and all night. So then you're a student of Avram Avinu. And we know, Rabbi Yonah doesn't quote it here, but the contrast in that Mishnah is Bil'am HaRasha. Bil'am HaRasha is the person who doesn't have the Nefesh uh, Shifala. He has the exact opposite. And what do we know about Bil'am? At least we're told in the Gemara Masechet Sanhedrin that he engaged in 
terrible, terrible acts of uh, bestiality and worse, right? So a person who certainly did give into his ta'avah hagashmit, his physical desires. I know, disgusting. Fine, whatever it is. Rabbi Yonah concludes, Vamruzi Chorin Livracha, he quotes Gemara Masachet, this is a Yerushalmi Masachet Sanhedrin, Perak Bet Halacha Gimel, Bamasha Katuv, Batiena Tsrod Adyom Mutan Amanut Chayut. So that they were bound up living in widowhood until the day that they died. The context there is that uh, the son of David, the son of David, uh, Avshalom, he rebels against David, and one of the things that he does is that he is intimate with the wives of David, the concubines of David. And now they're sort of in a tough spot because in theory, if they have been uh, with Absalom, they're no longer allowed to be with David, but because they were married to a king, they can't be with anyone else. So it seems like the reason why they lived in widowhood for, until the day that they died is because they were in this weird halachic state where they couldn't be with David and they couldn't be with their, uh, they couldn't be with uh, a common man, right? If you were to divorce them, it, that would be inappropriate as well. So they were sort of stuck in their widowhood. But the Yerushalmi gives another approach that that David would make sure that uh, all these women, that their hair was braided and that they had all the cosmetics, they were they had their makeup, they were beautiful, they were adorned, so on and so forth. He made sure that they were as beautiful as possible so that he had the opportunity to say, even though they're so beautiful and I'm so attracted to them, nevertheless, I have the ability to harness my desire for the physical, and I'm not necessarily going to be intimate with them uh, right now, right away, right? So he, he sort of had the ability uh, to refrain. And what was the goal of that? He did this as a way of uh, trying to secure some sort of atonement for the sin with Bacheva. Bacheva, we, we know the whole story. And again, whether he sinned, he didn't sin again is a very, very complicated discussion. The Gemara seems to indicate that maybe he didn't. David Amelik seems to indicate maybe he did. Okay, it's not for us to discuss right now. But the key is that he was with a woman that maybe he was not supposed to be with. In order to secure atonement for being with her, he basically created a situation where he would have a very strong desire to be with these women, and he would not necessarily give in. He would show that he is breaking the desire for the physical, which is exactly what we're talking about. And with this, Rabbeinu Yonah concludes his discussion on the ninth Ikara Tshuva, Shvirat HaTava HaGashmit, breaking the desire for the physical, which is an important and imperative step for the Shav, the person who is trying to repent. It doesn't mean that you have to completely abstain from everything, but we do have to get these affairs in order. We have to show that we don't have to give in to every single desire that we have.